Hello everyone, Caitlin here. Uh, Mandy and I have started a new podcast about the new show that will be streaming on Peacock soon, uh, Vampire Academy. Another show based on a YA novel that we have both read. Um, and we just thought we'd drop the first episode in the feed here in case you wanted to give it a listen and see if you wanted to come check us out over on Loyalty and Blood. It will perhaps ease the sting of the wait for season two of Shadow and Bone, which we all know is much more important. Um, but yeah, here's that episode now and come check us out if you, if it sounds like something you'd like. Welcome to Loyalty and Blood, a Vampire Academy podcast, where we will be talking about the new Vampire Academy show on Peacock, as well as the books the show is based on. I'm Caitlin, and this is our brand new entry into podcasts about our favorite books being turned into TV shows. And I am Mandy, and this is the introduction episode where we are going to mispronounce all the words that we've only ever seen written down. We have technically both seen the movie where presumably they said the words, but that was eight years ago. And, you know, for me, and, and we can talk about this now or we can talk about it later, but I've basically scrubbed all references of that movie from my brain. So I don't remember how they pronounced some of these words. I haven't specifically scrubbed, but I have definitely forgotten everything about how they said things. Yeah. So, Caitlin, why did we decide that we really wanted to podcast about Vampire Academy? Uh, well, our previous vampire podcast was ending. So, and then this <laughs> came along. Okay, that's fair. But why were we so excited about Vampire Academy? Uh, I, well, the funny thing about you and me is that we haven't, for most of our lives, we didn't know each other, but we were living like parallel lives. And I presume around the same time, we both read and loved these books. And then we both got into podcasting separately. And now here we are. Yes. I don't remember when I first picked up the Vampire Academy book, the first one. Mm -hmm. um, I own the first four in paperback and the last two in hardback. Okay. That is exactly mine as well. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm saying about these weird parallel <laughs> lives. Um, so I don't even know if they started out being released in paperback and eventually got popular enough that they switched to hardcover or if I just missed them and got them late. And I suspect I'm pretty sure I got them late because Vampire Academy came out in 2008. And I'm pretty sure I didn't read it until 2012. If my memory serves, I read it just before. Last Sacrifice came out, and I had to wait a little bit for Last Sacrifice. Mm. And I read them because a friend of mine really liked them, and she she told me I would like them, and I trusted her opinion. Yeah, I was browsing the shelves at Barnes & Noble for new things to read, and I think I got excited because there were multiple in the series out already. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I grabbed them, and I love almost anything that's got vampires in it. Like, that's just kind of my particular flavor of YA mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is the supernatural. And uh, yeah, it was honestly, it was love at first read for me. And so when they announced this show, I got so excited. And I remember immediately uh, messaging you 
and say, yes. hey, we're going to do this, right? Yes. Like, this is a thing. Which is great, because I think normally it's me saying, hey, we should do this. So mm-hmm. it was nice to have something that you were going to be excited about. Oh, yeah. No, I am super here for this. And I know we're talking about the books, but we haven't actually said who these books are by. Um, the Vampire Academy series is by Rochelle Mead. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that Rochelle Mead was like a pen name. Like, I haven't looked this up. I have no idea if it is or not. And like her her real name must. But like, why wouldn't you have called yourself Michelle Reed if you were an author, you know? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I, I have no idea if that is her real name or not. Like, yeah, I've I never I, looked it up. I, I'm actually looking at her Wikipedia page right now. Um, Nothing on her Wikipedia page suggests that it's a pen name. All right. That's so fair, I'm going to go with it's not. That's fair then, I guess. Can't just. I mean, she could have changed it for her books, but it's fine. I forgive her. <laughs> now, you told me a very interesting fact about your books. That all, all my books are signed by her. Yes. Uh, I do remember meeting her at my local bookstore here, but I don't remember bringing all six books. And I don't remember if it was... I'd have to check my Bloodlines books to see if they're signed too, if I've seen her more than once. or I just can't picture me walking up to somebody with a stack of six books and not feeling like the most awkward person alive. I would do it only because everybody else does it too. No, it, it's true. I, I'm, I would have been surprised though if she didn't have like a, a cap, like if she was only signing two or three books. Although if that was the case, I would have just brought friends and spread my books around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so prepared. So prepared. I've done this a lot. Okay. So Vampire Academy, the series is going to be airing on the Peacock streaming app, streaming service, mm-hmm. uh, starting on September 15th which is a Thursday, it's a weird day. But um, I've heard they're going to be releasing the first four episodes that day, and then the last six will be weekly following that. I blame Disney. Yeah, that's fair. Because it used to be, if it was streaming, you just got it. And then Disney yeah. said no, and now Amazon's doing that, and I guess Peacock is doing that. And like, just give us our show. Oh, Netflix is doing it, too. Really? Not on everything, but on some things, it is doing it. Yeah. <sighs> what is the world coming to? I don't know. It's like we've circled back around. It's terrible. Right? It's like our streaming services are just like we're watching TV, like live TV from 20 years ago. Because we have ads and unless you pay extra, it's weekly. And I'm not here for this. <laughs> just give me my show so I can not get any sleep that night and finish. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here with you for that. Okay. Caitlin, for the uninitiated, will you tell everybody what Vampire Academy is about? I am unprepared for this. (laughs) Um, All right. Vampire Academy is about our main character, Rose, and her best friend, Lissa. And Lissa is like a vampire. And Rose is like half. It's been a while since I reread these books. Would it be easier if we just pulled up like a... No, no. This is more fun. Watch watch me struggle. Uh, uh, Rose is like half a vampire who is going to be her guardian, which is like a bodyguard. And it's about their high school trials and tribulations. So we're expecting very campy. And how about I interrupt you right there? Because after watching the teaser trailer, I don't think this is going to be campy at all. I get maybe I am just stuck in the sort of look and feel of the movie, which embraced the campy. Oh, 100%. It was like vampire clueless. Yes. The movie was, um, which is why I think I really hated it. Because reading the book, I love the book so much and I love the world. And the books are kind of dark in a little bit of ways. I guess after the first one, yes. Um, I think even the first one is just talking about the politics and the struggles that Christian has and 
the struggles that we get with some of the characters, like Lissa's depression and she's self-harming herself. You know, there's there's some darkness in, this is true. in there. This is true. Um, and, and so I felt personally offended that they made it so lighthearted and campy in the movie. Right. And so I'm really, really hoping that based on the vibes that we got in the teaser trailer, that this is a little more true to the tone of the book. More action drama. Yes. I hope so too, especially because of what we were sort of talking about pre-recording about that casting character change Mm -hmm. and about how hopefully that means it'll be less high school drama, like high school cattiness. Yes. Um, Shall we tell folks about that casting character change? Sure. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that I find interesting is um, looking at the cast list, uh, there's a casting of Mia McKenna-Bruce as playing a character named Mia Karp. And in the book, there is no character called Mia Karp. There's a Mia Rinaldi. And, and I, I think it's interesting that they're changing this because Mia is an important driver for some of the plot devices in the high school. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the larger world, but in the high school itself. Um, because she's very catty and she hates Rose and Lissa um, and she wants to climb above her station. And um, it had a lot to do with who her parents were. And so by changing her last name, they're changing who her family is and who her parents are. And so I think you made a great observation that that means maybe it will be a little less catty and a little less high school drama. And I think like if they are hoping to do all six books... That makes sense because after book three, you're no longer in high school. Right. So it would exactly. it would make sense to start changing the tone earlier than to have an abrupt change of tone in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're planning for the long haul here. Yeah. Which I really like because I'm really getting tired of my shows getting canceled. <laughs> I don't know. Like the idea that they might do six seasons seems a little too hopeful. They are also fairly short books, at least the first three. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm wondering how much, like, is the first season just going to be the first book? Or are they going to bring, I mean, obviously, it's it's not going to be book two because it's missing a very major character from book two. Yeah. That doesn't mean they can't bring elements in. So I don't don't know. Or maybe they're testing the waters with book one and then they may combine books two and three. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see what they do. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't trust anything that is planning to go for six seasons because I don't think it'll make it in this <laughs> in in this economy. That's fair. They keep God. They keep canceling all my shows. Um, First Kill got canceled. I just discovered The Wilds and I love it. And apparently, it just got canceled um, after season two. I'm very upset about this. Mm. Like just everything gets canceled. But I have high hopes for this. I really do. Because the teaser trailer looks amazing. It does look very good. And I am excited. I just don't like to get my hopes up for a long haul situation. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the rest of the cast. All right. So we've got Cece Stringer as Rose Hathaway, who I, when they first announced her, they used, I'm pretty sure, the worst picture of her that they could find. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what? But then I looked up other pictures of her and I was like, oh, okay, that that's fine then. She looks great. But the f- picture that they like posted on Twitter, she looked like she was 30. And she's <laughs> really not. And it, right. it was like, why are you doing this? She looks great in every other picture I've ever seen of her. Mm-hmm. 
And she looks amazing in the, in the teaser trailer, too. Yes. And I have to say, this is very important casting for me because I have to say, anytime anybody ever asks me who my favorite book heroine is, mm-hmm. I almost always say Rose Hathaway. Interesting. She is one of my all-time favorite characters. Um, and so her casting was very, very important to me. But she looks like she's probably going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, she's great. She's, I think she's got that, like, Rose is always is always described as being very beautiful, but also very uninterested in her looks. Well, no, I'm wrong. What's How am I trying to think of it? Like, beautiful, but uh, athletic, I guess. Like, that's that's what she is, right? She's a... yeah. She's a kick-ass person. Yes. And, but also a girly person. That's what I'm trying to say. She's both. And I really think that that's something we haven't seen on screen much. I feel like women are only allowed to be one or the other. Uh-huh. And so I hope, from what we've seen, it looks like they do a good job with that. Yeah. And the rose in the books is definitely both. And they, yeah. they talk about her body a lot in the book, which I know can be a turnoff for many people. Um, but I think it's... It's important because of that very thing that you just said, because she is both and yeah. she's really good at both. Yeah. I don't know how you can be really good at being beautiful, but <laughs> that's not really what I meant. She's she's girly, right? Like, yeah. she likes to go out and go to dances and have fun. And, you know, she wants to have a boyfriend and she wants to, like, enjoy her life and herself. But she also is very, very much into protecting Lissa. Yeah. And, and, and she's and, dedicated. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. Yeah. I like that she's both. Yeah, she's definitely both. And I, I think, um, is it sissy or cece? I have never heard know? the words spoken aloud. Neither have I. Um, but I think she will do a fantastic job based on, you know, that minute long <laughs> teaser we got. Yeah. It strikes me now that we absolutely could have looked up somebody saying her name. Mm-hmm. We'll do so before the next episode. We are such professional podcasters. 100%. Yep. Then we've got Daniela Neves as Lissa Dragomir. I'm not sure how I feel about this casting because in the books, Lissa is very much described as very pale and very fair, mm-hmm. long blonde hair. Um, and, and so it, it's going to take me a minute to get accustomed to this version of Lissa. My thing is that I never picture characters the way they are described in books. Ah, okay. So the, the change in looks doesn't bother me. Okay. My thing is, I swear the only scene we really see her in, in the trailer, she's wearing this, like, high-necked floofy thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I get what you're going for here, but uh, I'm going to need to see something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think she looks fine. Great. I just need to see more of her before I... Yeah, yeah. she's got, like, that almost elizabethan collar thing going on and i'm like but why yeah what's happening here she is venezuelan mm-hmm. and i'm looking to see if i'm going to recognize anything that she's ever been in we didn't talk about this with um cc stringer but i have not seen a single thing she has been in so okay which i, like. I don't think i have either i like going into things that are, are based on things that i love not knowing mm-hmm. a single part like not having preconceived notions yeah yeah no I do too I also do like it whenever they cast um folks who haven't been in everything because it gives them a chance to really bring their own looks and personality and their own acting to the character without having to worry about people comparing them to other characters that they've done things like that um next up we have Kieran Moore as Dmitry Belikov 
Yeah, what can I say, Dimitri? When I saw pictures of Kieran, I was disappointed. Then I saw the teaser trailer, and I am no longer disappointed. I think that he is going to nail this character. Dimitri is stoic and quiet and intensely hot. And <laughs> um, Intensely, not just a little bit. Yeah, intensely. Um, one of my favorite descriptors is from the book. Um, and Rose refers to him as um, he's coming down the hallway and he looks like death in a cowboy duster. Uh-huh. And I love it. I love it. And I this this Kieran Moore, I think, can pull it off. Um, just looking at his IMDb, I've not seen anything with him in it, though. I guess we like the Sandman just came out, so we could watch that this weekend. Wait, he's in the Sandman, too? He's apparently just in one episode, it looks like. Oh, OK. Where is he from? English. Hmm. I think that that will be better than movie Dimitri, who looked very much the part, but I always felt like he didn't know enough English to be able to act English, act mm-hmm. in English. So I, his acting wasn't right. great because I just didn't think he was yeah. I, I'm fairly certain he was just very Russian, which is like what Dimitri is supposed to be. But so I think it I think the show is doing the right thing and maybe not casting exactly the right looks. But right. people who will do a good job with the character, who will fill the role. I am curious because now, I, so I'm looking, so the next person on our list is Andre De Kim as Christian Ozera. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even have a picture. Oh, he does on IMDb. He is an actor on the rise. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in Degrassi, the next generation. <laughs> oh, apparently he was... And Schitt's Creek and American Gods. So he has done. He's Canadian. I was gonna as as I was looking at what he's been in, I was like, oh, this guy's Canadian. Yeah, he's totally Canadian. Just because of how it's all filmed here. Oh, he's in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And he was in Lock and Key. So I've I've definitely seen him for sure. But um I think he doesn't have the same look that I was expecting for Christian, but I think I think he can pull it off. I feel like this picture of him here is again on, on IMDb, not the best picture because there's right. like a still of him in a video right next to it. And that looks like Christian with the glasses and the hair done better. And oh, yeah, everything. I see that. Yep. Yep. And he looks like he's brooding. That's all Christian yep. really needs to do is just brood. <laughs> just brood. Because <laughs> he probably if if they stay true to the first book, he's not going to have a ton of dialogue. <laughs> He's going to be, like, standing in corners and, like, glowering at Rose. Exactly. He needs to glower <laughs> properly. And then Rose needs to glower back. Right, right. Oh, I'm pretty sure Sissy Stringer can do it. Yeah. You know, that rounds out our main cast. Um, everyone else is recurring. I have, like, something to say about that, but that's spoilers. Are we doing a no-spoiler podcast? We haven't talked about that. I think we should, yes. Okay, great. Um, all right, so recurring, we've got J. August Richards as Victor Dashkov. I'm so excited about this casting. Do you think, like, he's always wanted to be on the other side of things and be a vampire? I honestly, I think so. Like, he posted, he posted a thing on Facebook. There was a picture of him as Gun on Angel. Yeah. And then a picture of him as Victor Dashkov. And it, it said something like, um, I don't even remember, but talking about being on the other side finally. And then he made a comment, um eventually you find yourself like you've done everything and you find yourself as the villain right you're right yes 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 and i'm like yeah no this this is perfect and amazing not that we're and... saying that this character is the villain but it's funny that a vampire hunter has become 
a vampire. A vampire, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I can't wait to see Vampire Gun. Essentially. Yeah, I think he's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, that makes me happy. And I like that it's such a different take on the role than who they cast in the movie, and that it just gives it a good opportunity for him to make it his own thing. Yes. I I do very much appreciate the diverse cast that yes, we have in the, yes. in the show. Yes. Um, we certainly didn't get that in the movie. Or even in the books, really. I'm pretty sure everyone was just vaguely European. Right. Like white the, European, obviously. Yeah. Um, the I think the only real call outs were like Dimitri's Russian. Yeah, I actually don't remember. I when the first time I saw the teaser trailer, I was like, "Oh, they made they Rose has an English accent. That seems wrong." And then I was thinking about it. And I'm like, "Why is that wrong? Where is she even from? I have no idea." <laughs> I wonder where they're gonna set it because Saint Vladimir's in the books is like what, in Montana, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, it's like in the middle of nowhere in the United States. Again, I didn't think it took place in the United States. I really need to reread the books. I just, because everyone, I swear, in the book was not American. Right. But this makes sense of why I thought her having an English accent was weird then. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see where it takes place. Yeah. All right. So next we have a name that we are probably going to mess up. Uh, Anita Joy Uwaje as Tatiana Vogel. I... I have no memories of Tatiana Vogel. She's the queen. Yep. <laughs> we don't see her often. Um, I think she in the book, we didn't actually meet her at all. Like she came, but everything that we heard from her was like someone else telling us what she said. She will have larger roles in the future. But in the first book, it was largely, I mean, because the first book is also told from Rose's perspective, right? And so one of the great things about these adaptations is that... We get to see it, other people's perspective. Right. Yeah. It gives us a fuller world. And so she probably will have a larger role in the, in the show than she did in the book. But in the book, I can see why you wouldn't necessarily remember her because we were focused on Rose and Rose's observations so much. Oh, she's a Shakespeare actor. Oh, she's going to be perfect then. Yeah. I'm excited. And I, I actually do hope that we see more of her in the show. Yeah. So I think that she's a very interesting character and they've cast her with, with such a, like with a theater actor, that which is an interesting choice. I, I just hope we get to see more of her. I think this, this actress could do a lot with her. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we have Mia McKenna-Bruce as the uh, previously mentioned Mia Carp. She is also from the UK. And this is, like, J. August Richards aside, this is, like, the one person that I know. Okay. Well, she was in The Witcher. Yes. That's where I know her from. Okay. And I've she was recently in Persuasion on Netflix, but I didn't watch that, obviously. I haven't watched any of those things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly, apart from J. August Richards, I'm really not familiar with anybody in this cast, which kind of makes me happy. I like that they have cast this actress as Mia because I really like this actress. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into it liking somebody who I hated in the books, you know? Oh, yeah. Mia was awful in the book. Awful. So I think that that will be just, just an interesting way to approach the character. Already kind of predisposed to like her. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Rianne Blundell as Meredith. And Caitlin and I were talking about this before we started recording because I just finished reading this, rereading this book like a few days ago. And I was like, 
who is Meredith? I have no idea who she is. And I looked it up, and she's not in the first book, but she's in books two through six. And so I like that they just decided to bring her in to the first book, mm-hmm. the first season. Um, however, I am unfamiliar with... She's been in nothing. Oh, she's been in nothing. Okay, that's yeah, why I'm she's... unfamiliar. It looks like she's in one other thing, but it hasn't been released yet. So okay, this is literally one of her first things ever. Okay, so we'll see. I love getting this like cast of mostly new people because it'll be so interesting to see in the future who you know who um who goes on to have a long career and who we get to see in things. I don't know. Yeah, it's just fun. Um, then we get Jonetta Kaiser as Sonia Carp. Oh. She does and not look old enough to be Sonia. Definitely not how I pictured Sonia. I pictured Sonia as, oh God, very, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible. Um, I cannot remember her name right now, but Emma Thompson's character in Harry Potter. Oh, oh, Trelawney. Yes, that's how I picture Sonia Carr. <laughs> kind of like that, like crazy unkempt hair, but like p- probably pulled up in a bun, but like with hair falling all over, like glasses dressed in an odd kind of bohemian way Mm -hmm. and so this beautiful beautiful woman that I'm looking at on my screen right now is not at all how I envisioned Sonia Carp and so I can't wait to see how they style her I'm like when was this person born she looks like a teenager in a good way like maybe they've changed up the character a lot but I definitely also picture her as like the witch in the woods (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah you're not supposed to be. I don't know. She's so new. She doesn't seem to have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. She does look pretty young. So we'll have to see. You know, they stylists are magicians. No, so. it's true. It's true. And maybe they've, again, maybe they've just decided to change her age. Or maybe what we pictured in the book was completely incorrect. And mm-hmm. she was actually just in her 20s with seemed so old to you know 16 or whatever year old rose mm-hmm. no rose can't be 16 no i think she has to be Ooh. no they're they're seniors right what's that in mean in age i don't oh. <laughs> <laughs> um the last year before you graduate yes i get that but um like i was so 17 when i graduated high school that's still kind of ooh. i was also seven so most people are 18 when they graduate but for some reason, I also have 16 stuck in my head. But I'm pretty sure that, slight spoiler alert, when Rose and Lissa left school, they right. were in the 15-16 range. And they were gone for two years. Right, the- fair. Because, they, yeah, they did have to disappear for a while. Okay, yes. so they can't be too young. Yeah. Okay. And then rounding out our cast is Andrew Liner as Mason Ashford. I don't know this actor and I don't know this character. Mason's in, like, all the books. Mason is the guy He's who, like a friend of Rose's, right? He's in love with Rose. Oh, is he? Yes. He's the one who is definitely, definitely trying to get with Rose. Um, but yes, he is a friend. I wouldn't say, um, okay, if I'm remembering correctly, I wouldn't say in love. Okay. Maybe that's fair. If I'm remembering correctly. I don't know. We'll find out when the show starts. And when I reread the books. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's our entire cast that's been announced. I'm sure there will be other characters from the books that we do see in the show, but they're not listed as main or recurring characters. Mm-hmm. So, I, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the look of everyone. 
I love how different it's going to be from things that have come before Mm -hmm. and different than how I pictured people. And as somebody who I've said before, does not pay any attention to how people are described in books. I like that. (laughs) That's good. I, I can't help but paying attention to them because when I read a book, it's like there's a movie in my head. And so I need to know how to visualize them. I kind of have that too. I just decide that authors are wrong a lot of the time about how people look. That's fair. 100% fair. I think the show looks amazing based on the minute 35 clip that I've been able to see. It looks dark and intriguing. Mm -hmm. And And I I uh, do like that they're leaning into the whole politics thing and not just mm -hmm. the high school thing. Yeah, because it is, I mean, vampire politics in this world are very important. Yeah. So I'm glad to see more of that and less of the high school drama, mm-hmm. for sure. So I think the last thing that you wanted to talk about in our brief, <laughs> I don't know how brief this episode is actually going to be, yeah. but in our brief introduction episode is to talk a little bit more about the books themselves, specifically the book covers. Okay, I put this on here as a joke because I appreciate any time that I can talk about how terrible and ugly these book covers are (laughs) like why i don't understand books get like tv and movie tie-in editions all the time why can't they just get a new good cover they probably will honestly but i don't i don't hate these book covers well okay i actually i don't like the newer ones so they released all of them with faces initially yeah but there were two versions of those Really? I'm not sure if you're aware of that. There's there's a version where they use the same photos, but they crop them slightly differently. And one set is a glossy cover and one set is a matte cover. I have the matte. I have the matte on all of them except Frostbite, the second book. I have, uh, yeah, Frostbite's the second book, right? Yeah. Um, I have both oh. of that one. <laughs> I don't know why, but I looked at it and I was like, wait, that's the same girl. Wait. That's the same picture. It's just one is much brighter and vibrant than the other one. Mm-hmm. So um, it is weird. And then they re-released them um, after the last book came out. And they all just have that really boring VA on the cover. And they're just different colors. Yeah. Those I don't like. Well, and the, and they have the pictures of the people like faded out in the background. So it's still, oh, face, it's still faces on covers, which I hate. Oh. oh, yeah, it is now that I'm looking at it. I like them in Vampire Academy. Um, And I think it's just because I really like um, the way they've depicted Rose on the Vampire Academy book. So that's how what Rose looks like in my head. And she looks kind of like a young Angelina Jolie to me. Oh, see, I hate Angelina Jolie. Ah. Looks wise. Well, everything wise. Well, looks wise. (laughs) I don't know. I just I don't mind them personally. I do prefer the matte covers to the glossy covers, but. I don't oh, hate yeah. them. Those glossy ones are worse. Wow. Yeah, they're brighter. The fonts are different. Ooh, do not it's just, like it's it It's weird. All. I just want pretty copies of the books that I love. Not that I could get rid of these because they're all signed, but I don't, as somebody who collects pretty books, yeah. I just want the books that I love to be pretty. I mean, and the spines are pretty. They look nice on the shelf. The spines on these ones are fine, I suppose. They got the eyeballs on them. I don't like that. Okay. But you know what? Maybe we'll get a new set. Well, right now we get TV tie-in editions, which I also hate. There's no pleasing me. Don't try. Okay. All right. (laughs) I give up. That's, yes. When talking to me, that is the good thing to do. 
<laughs> well, no, because then we wouldn't have a podcast. I suppose that's fair. Well, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? I don't think so. Oh, we, we could say um, the show premieres, I think we've mentioned, September 15th. And we are going to attempt to release episodes beforehand where we go through the first book together. So if you wanted to read the first book with us and you also wanted an ugly cover on your shelves, uh, <laughs> then you too can own these crappy books. No, sorry. The books are good. The covers are terrible. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I was surprised when I reread the first book at how short it was. Yes, like, it goes so by many, so quickly. It really does. So many of the things that I remember about this series take place in later books. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that just reading the first book, if, if you've never read these before, um, just reading the first book doesn't turn you off. It absolutely drew me into the story. Like I said, Rose Hathaway is one of my all-time favorite book characters. But... um. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to come after the first book. Yes. So we're probably going to break it up into three parts and release them all before uh, the show premieres. If you want to join us, you can pay attention to our Twitter about when we are going to, how exactly we're going to break it down and the dates that we're going to release those episodes. And you can tweet us at loyaltybloodpod on 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 twitter that was right. bad that, jesus that's where you tweet <laughs> yeah um or you can email us at loyaltyandbloodpod at gmail.com i'm caitlin and you can follow me and find my other shows on twitter at inferior caitlin uh but also i recently started like an instagram where i just post books that i've read so if you want to follow me there i'm at inferior kate reads kate spelled c-a-i-t i had no idea that was a thing i have to go follow that immediately oh i thought you did it like no. I make it post to Twitter also. Well, now I just feel shitty. Not, I wasn't saying that to make you feel <laughs> shitty. I was saying that I'm you. You may have seen them. Anyways, I probably you have seen them. You I probably go. have seen them. So I just like assumed it was my regular Instagram. Is what I'm saying. Um, and I am Andy Kay, and you can find this show and all of the other Eloquent Gushing shows at eloquentgushing.com. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing, though I think this is the only active show we have right now, so you're probably better off uh, tweeting at us um, at Loyalty Blood Pod. <laughs> um, you can also find me on Twitter at Mandy K. That's M-A-N-D-I-K-A-Y-E. And we will be back in your podcast player of choice very soon with new episodes about the book and the show when it drops. See you then. Thank you.